The La Crosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the La Crosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. If you want to know more about the ghosts in town, you only need to ask a 12-year-old boy. That's all my comrades and I talk about. We don't talk about all that boring stuff like politics or what Congress and President Grover Cleveland are talking about. We will occasionally entertain a conversation about Black Bart, the stagecoach robber, and his capture. But that only lasts for a few moments, and then we are back to talking about floating specters and other ghostly things. Billy, the catcher on our baseball team, said something about they are starting to build a, moment, a monument in New York Harbor called the Statue of Liberty. That was greeted by a chorus of yawns. We rarely even talk about girls, although that topic does seem to be coming up in conversations more and more lately. My friends and I like to talk about ghosts. Over the past two years, we've had plenty to talk about. You see, my old man and just about all of my friends' fathers work for the railroad. They work in the yard just north of the Lacrosse River, near the Cargill Grain Elevator, where the Black and Mississippi Rivers come together. You know, where the War Eagle steamboat sank? The story started about two years back, when Sig's old man was working in the yard one night. Now Sig's old man is as stoic as a plate of steel. Needless to say, he doesn't go on for much drama, so to hear him tell it, you'd get the chills. He was working in the yard late at night. A heavy mist was draped o- over everything, and he was just about to slam the last heavy pin in place to couple the last car in a string of nine. Suddenly, he said an invisible hand overtook his and wrenched the pin from his hand. The pin disappeared. He said he didn't drop it. He didn't accidentally throw it. It simply wasn't there. As he stood there in disbelief, in full possessions of his senses, and as sober as a judge, the engine pulled away and all nine cars pulled apart. All the pins he had just put in place were now turned to ether and nowhere to be found. Then, a few months later, my dad came home with his story. He was working late at night with Pete, Dave, and Joe's dad. In the low light, they saw someone they didn't know walking on the line about 75 yards away. They all started shouting at the stranger because there was an engine bearing down on him. They said they saw the guy get hit. They saw the body crumble under steel wheels, and they could hear the dull crunch of breaking bones. They immediately ran to the spot of the accident, and when they arrived... Short of breath and gripped with terror, they discovered not a soul. But that is nothing compared to what happened to Samuel's dad. His dad is conductor. He was in the cab near midnight. It became sharply cold, and a dark mist moved in behind him and hissed, I want an engine and two cars to go up, up, up. 
paper actually reported that the pronunciation of the last word came in an unearthly tone, somewhere between a shriek and a groan. The mist disintegrated, and all that was left in the cab was the faint whiff of sulfur in the air. Once that story hit my buddies and I, plus all sorts of adventurous folks started going down there just about every night in hopes of seeing the railway ghost. So many, in fact, that the cops had to start chasing everyone out of there. One clodhopper from Minnesota got thrown in jail for going down there all drunk on whiskey. They say he had a club and a lantern, and he was screaming for the ghost to come out and fight like a man. He was caught and then dumped in a cell downtown to dry up. I heard he got fined five whole dollars. With fines that astronomical, my buddies and I stopped going down there. Eventually, everyone else did too. Yet here we are, two years later, 1884, and look what was in the paper today. At midnight, where there is an unearthly silence in the river addition to the city of La Crosse, one not the lights of ghastly phosphorescence can be seen moving like ill-omened sparks across the marsh, and when every glimmer that pierces the awful gloom of night seems to come stealing through the air from some lonely gravestone. At this unseemly hour when every honest ghost should be asleep, there appears a ghastly phantom on the railroad track near the elevators. The specter paces back and forth along the iron rails in shadowy garments that fade away and then reappear as if the night winds had held them in their keeping. The ghost is back. All the boys are talking about it. It's only a matter of time before another blood-crueling story comes out of that yard. The story of a grinning skull atop some disembodied spirit telling another poor brakeman or conductor, I want an engine and two cars to go up, up, And now I would like to welcome in Michael Scott, a local freelance writer, actor, and storyteller who has worked on the Dark Lacrosse Project from the beginning, writing and acting in the various iterations. He's also the host of the Ghosts of Historic Lacrosse Walking Tours. Mike, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about those tours? Oh, I would love to. So uh, they are uh, every Wednesday through Sunday night, um, and, and uh, we meet in front of the Explorer Lacrosse office at about 8 o'clock. And uh, we take a stroll through downtown La Crosse and uh, hear all sorts of ghost stories um, along the way. Uh, Some have been printed up in the newspaper, and then others, I went around and I interviewed uh, bartenders, owners of businesses, uh, waitstaff, people who clean buildings late at night, and I collected their stories of the paranormal. So uh, the tour, we walk just shy of one mile through uh, downtown, and we stop at various spots and uh, hear all sorts of uh, chilling tales. So as of the airing of this episode in the spring of 2019, how can listeners get on one of these tours? Very easily. They just need to go to footstepsoflacrosse.org to reserve a spot, or you can simply show up at 8 o'clock down at the Explore Lacrosse every Wednesday through Sunday night from April through October 31st. Halloween is the very last tour of the season. Great. And uh, this story of the Railway Ghost is featured on the tour, correct? 
it is. And it's the, it's the first story that I tell, and I tell people it's probably the biggest. The area just north of the La Crosse River is probably the oldest, most well-documented haunted area in the city of La Crosse. And what makes it particularly spooky is we stand on the bridge that crosses the river and we look across to uh, an, uh, just an empty pathway. Um, there's just a bike path there now. And so it's deserted, it's dark, it's creepy. So it's, it's the perfect story right from the beginning. Great. Uh, and last question. Uh, we just heard from your son, Owen, uh, who was also cast in the Dark Lacrosse show for this story. How was writing for him and working with him as an actor? Well, it was really fun. Um, we, we needed another uh, actor in the cast, and I thought, well, who do I like to work with? Well, I like to work with my son um, because we have worked together before. Um, we were, I played the old man, and Owen played um, Randy in A Christmas Story. Uh, when he was seven years old. So uh, our and history... that was the Cross Community Theater, correct? The Cross Community Theater, yes. And so uh, our, we have a history of performing together. So I enjoyed that so much um, that uh, I wanted to do it again. Well, thank you, Mike, for talking with us again here today, and thank you for listening. Thank you.